happy camper. I love the summer sun. I love, I love the, the trees, trees and forest. forest. I'm, I'm always, always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky. And with, with the, the grace of God, God I'll camp until I die. die. We got to watch the whole Sleepaway Camp series, and man, oh man, are we going to have a, happy a good camper. time with this. I am as well. Uh, you listen to the Series 1 podcast. I am Matt. And I am Matt. And welcome. I know it's been a hell of a long time since we've done one of these, but life finds a way. Uh, <laughs> Just I, uh, I started a new job, which put us behind, and um, you know everybody's been <clears> saying I've been getting... Isolated and weird since I've been living by myself, but uh, I've been trying to turn the cat into a RoboCop, so that's been keeping my uh, keeping mm-hmm. me busy. Um, the, the scratches have taken a little bit of, of treatment, but we're making progress. Hmm. Progress is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went on vacation, so you know, for the for America's Day, drove drove around the country. Like, there you go. Like what a good American would do. A good American. Uh, I think we were trying to count how many Trump 2024 signs we saw <laughs> since we drove through the country. You know, that's Not that we're going to get political, <laughs> but... Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah. America. America. Okay. Yeah. These, these movies, uh, I, this, these were my, this was my first time. Uh, you saw them all, right? I, I the saw one. the first one. I had not really? seen the two and three until we I did I thought you this. saw all of them. No, I had only seen the first one. And I knew all about... Okay. Here's the first thing. <clears throat> if you're averse to spoilers, <laughs> you need to watch at least the first movie before you listen to this. So stop this and watch it. You will not be disappointed. You need to watch it. It has one of the most infamous endings of any movie pretty much ever. It is unbelievable. Yeah, I kind of, you know, with the first one, I knew who it was. But that, you know, then again, you didn't know. And wow. But then it's just like, okay, yeah, I knew it. But damn. Wow. <laughs> so not really explain too much about that either. No, I mean, there's a couple of clues in it, but but, uh, but not much. Okay, so let's jump into it. Okay. So 1983. 1983. Okay. Let me take you back. That was a good year. To 19... That was... You were born, I assume? I was not born yet. No, not yet. No. What year was it? 84. Oh, God, God damn it. Um, so I was being conceived at a Journey concert. <laughs> that's exactly where you should be. Is that true? Uh, I yes. hope so. Oh, that is the best thing ever. Do you want to know a little side story real quick? I do want to know There's that whole that side story. There's that journey from the Hoffines. Yeah. It was in 83. They were at that concert. I, just saying. I just I just want to hope <laughs> you're a baby if don't stop believing. That is the, that is the best thing ever. I Okay. I, I do want to go back to, to, to the time because it's important for me. Um, 1983. The year of our Lord. Okay. The years from 1980 to 1983, those four years, 80, 81, 82, 83, are one of the most bizarre times for me in American history, but also for, that's when I, that was my formative years, right? I I was eight to 12 between 80 and 83 and, or eight to 11. And it's, they weren't sure, it wasn't the seventies anymore. Mm-hmm. But the real 80s, the way you think of the 80s, didn't really start till 1984 with the Olympics and all that stuff. So that whole period was just like a whole lot of mishmash weirdness mm-hmm. that you can't find at any other point that I've ever seen. Like that's kind of like getting rid of like bad diarrhea. Well, not even. Like, it's like, what the hell are we doing? Like, there are movies that are made during that. Okay, 
there are great movies made during that era, obviously, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, but stuff like Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon doesn't get made any other time except between 1980 and 1983. Xanadu, Oof. that doesn't happen any time except between 1980 and 1983. Sleepaway Camp does not happen. <laughs> When did uh, the first Friday the 13th come out? 1980. 1980. And by 1983, the first three had been out. Jesus. And this is obviously one of so many ripoffs of the first Friday the 13th. Um, there's a bazillion trillion of them. Um, some of them are very good. Um, the first Friday the 13th sequel is excellent. Tell you, that Manhattan one was a good one. Um, we're not going there. Um, eventually, we'll do that series, <coughs> but that we're not going there. We need like three days for that, or three episodes for that. One. Yeah, we're gonna, need three for, we're gonna need three for that. Did we're you count need... Freddy vs. Jason. I don't count that. Uh, we need three for that. We need three for Saw, and we need three for um, Hellraiser. Nightmare um, on Elm Street too. Right. Plus Freddy's Dead. And that's six movies. In the original, that include, uh, in the initial nightmare? canon, oh, okay, okay. one through six, New Nightmare isn't technically canon. That was a good one, though. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But this is before Nightmare on Elm Street, so all the ripoffs that happened before Nightmare on Elm Street were basically Friday Thirteenth in a blank, <laughs> or with this twist blank. Some of them were very good. My Buddy Valentine from nineteen eighty one, damn good movie, really really good. Um, there was already a parody, I think, in 1982. Student Bodies, I think, came out in 1982, which I watched 700 times when I was a kid. It's awful, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but, like, there was a lot of garbage. Uh, graduation Day, terrible. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, about 16 other things that were based on New Year's Evil, I think, was in that in that period. Silent Night, Deadly Night didn't come out until 84. What about Microwave Massacre? Didn't that come that out? That was, I think that was a little later too, but boy, is that with Jackie Vernon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? Anyway, so 1983 was already a weird year. Okay. There's no other year that you could have made this movie other than between 80 and 80, 83. I don't, I don't think this would fly in any other year, and I'm shocked it actually ever got to any theaters that year. Um, okay, so 1983 was written and directed by Robert Hitzik. Robert Hitzik has directed two movies. <laughs> this and Return to Sleepaway Camp, <laughs> which came out in 2008, which we are not talking about for reasons I'll get to in a minute. I know that that chick, the, the, what is it, the one Felicia that played Rose. Angela, she came back. For I movie. know she did, and she's amazing. She's great. She's been in a bazillion movies. She's been in like 140 movies or Jesus. TV shows. And she is a hoot. Um, but, um, okay, so... His day job is that he's a lawyer. Hmm. Shout out to lawyers! Full disclosure, I'm a lawyer. Um, <laughs> and uh, he had no idea this had a massive cult following. Really? For years until he was called by a fan, who, a guy who ran a fan site in 2000 who wanted him to do a uh, director's commentary on the re-release with Anchor Bay. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, no, people love it. Okay, so the whole movie has insanely bonkers acting in it. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that stands out for me is Desiree Rose. Desiree Rose? Desiree Gould. Desiree Gould, she died in May this year, actually. Hmm. But she plays uh, she plays Aunt Martha. 
<laughs> okay. That lady was fucking weird. So, no, and, like, somebody said it on one of the things I was watching to research this, and they were right. She comes off like a refugee from a John Waters movie. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Just kind of popped in here for a minute. But it, if you haven't seen it, and I, reckon, I recommend you do. Um, two kids and their dad out in a boat. It's a boat accident. Two people die. We'll Years see, later. I don't know. Who, so she's the only one that, well, they. Two of them died. Okay. I, see, I was still confused by it, and I watched it over and over again. Two of them died. I mean, they don't show it, but the implication is to him. I guess you could do a sequel later. Well, because, like, just how well, the movie... Well, wouldn't that be a great sequel, well, huh? Just because how the movie starts, there's a boy and a girl. Right. So it's like, okay, okay well, that, that's, there's, they're the survivors. Okay, whatever. so here's the spoiler, just so we can get around it right away. The killer, Angela, is really her brother, Peter, who's been raised to be Angela. So it's, and I have no idea how to process that. I don't know how to think of this if it's a progressive movie. <laughs> because nobody's making anything about transgender people. I think people. they started making the movie and they kind of forgot there should have been a, just a tiny little bit of backstory with the ant. Well, they got into it at the very end. They didn't want to give away the ending. And they did do a little of the backstory at the end. When, when, when she sends her, they send, she sends the, the girl after this boating accident, apparently... The survivor is the girl, Angela, and her and her cousin, Ricky, are being sent to sleepaway camp, hence the title, by their aunt, by her Aunt Martha, Ricky's mom, who again, doctor, who's a doctor, and, and here's one of the first clues, says, if they ask you about your physical, I am a doctor, don't give them any details because they won't understand. Hmm. Uh, now I see it, but I mean... Yeah, but if you don't know what's coming, you have, who would know, know that? Maybe I was uh, too, a little bit too uh, on cloud nine to uh, catch that, I guess. I don't know. There you go. But um, the, her performance is it's worth seeing just for her because <laughs> it's like the most bizarre... <laughs> Like John Watersy, like, and I put a string around my finger so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> like, what she reminded are me you of doing? the warden from uh, Human Centipede Three. Yeah, that's She's very over the top. That's got to be coming up too. But okay, the other thing about this movie that got me with this is that it is unbelievably sleazy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, it needed it. <laughs> it is. Super incredibly sleazy. It reminded me of stuff that Adam Rifkin makes. If you've ever seen an Adam Rifkin, you ever seen an Adam Rifkin movie? Nope. He made Detroit Rock City. Oh, yeah, I love Detroit Rock City. Okay. But you know what Detroit Rock City is, or uh, if you've ever seen Dark Backward, his movies all make, they all feel dirty. Even Detroit Rock City makes you feel like you need to take a shower after you watch it. Like well, yeah. It feels grimy. This one feels like that. Like It feels grimy. It feels like you need to take a shower after you watch it. And that is not... Uh, that is not criticism, especially in this case. The fact that they start, they go to summer camp, and the first dude that they that you see at summer camp is a pedophile, <laughs> and he's not shy about it. That he says, "I call the campers baldies." That's all you need to know. That was that guy's only role ever, by the way. Was it the gym guy or the 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 um, the cook? Oh, he reminded me of that. Well, oh, you ever seen that? So <laughs> gross. Um, and the, the, the dude, his boss, the black dude is his boss, uh, is James Earl Jones' dad. 
Yeah, Robert Earl. Robert Earl Jones. Yeah. yeah. He sounds just like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they go to sleepaway camp. Um, and then uh, Felissa Rose gives an amazing performance in this movie. She really does. I mean, she's super quiet, barely talks to anyone, um, and keeps that front up forever. Um, this movie is very 80s also, and it's got a bunch of actual kids in it, and they're swearing their asses off. Especially the cousin. Yeah. He was a little firecracker. Oh, he was great. But, like, it's very Bad News Bears that way. Like, all, like, all the kids just swear like a motherfucker. All the way through it. So, basically, um, everybody who's mean to Angela dies a horrendous death. Um, Coincidentally. Oh, wow. How does that happen? There's a bunch of red herrings in it. But, like, the first guy <laughs> is that, that horrible molester uh, cook who tries to molest her in a freezer. And Ricky stops her, stops him. And they run away. And then he gets boiled. Basically, he gets balls, that whole boiling in, thing of knocks it over. stuff uh, knocked over on top of him. Question is, what the fuck were they cooking? Corn. They actually say that. They did? Yeah. They were cooking some stew. Uh, no, they're cooking some corn in the world's largest pot. That was a big fucking pot. <laughs> it was for goddamn dick. Cartoonishly large pot, which falls on him. And to their credit, this movie was made, not to jump ahead, this movie was made for $350,000. Yep. Which even in 1983 was not very much money for a movie, and I mean it made back a lot. Oh, it, uh, yeah. Well, compared to what the budget. Yeah. Was. Well, I didn't see the final totals. Eleven. What? Eleven mil. Well, I know it made eleven mil. It made it made ninety k in its first week, in fifteen theaters, which is insane. Really? That is crazy nonsense. That is a huge amount of money to make on fifteen I wonder theaters. Which one of those theaters are still open now? I don't know. They were all in L.A. Um, but, um, yeah, so he gets boiled, and they do great practical effects work. Almost every killing in this, most of them, are after-the-fact killings. Yes. But they're really well done practical effects-wise. Like, this guy looked like he was, he'd been boiled. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first kill was... Well, it wasn't a kill, technically. Well... You don't know if he died from We don't or not. know if he died, but the implication is he did. Anyway, it looked great. It looked really good. And then uh, some other boys are mean to her, and uh, one of them gets drowned. And the most obnoxious, uh, <laughs> angry uh, lifeguard on earth finds his... What the hell is that? Finds uh, <laughs> his corpse with an awesome effect of a freaking centipede snake thing crawling out of his nose. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty great. Random, um, but good. But... Um, the, the 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 other ones from this movie that everybody remembers are um, how Judy the the horrible slutty girl dies. That, um, that the, the killer got... holds uh, a um, a pillow over her face and violates her vagina with a hot curling iron. Yeah, that was a good one. Yikes! <laughs> that is a rough way to go. Ugh. slow Ooh. burn too. They made a short after that about her. Still being alive and taking out her parents. Um, interesting. I never obviously saw that, but it's an interesting follow-up. Um, there and then uh, at, by the end, not to skip ahead too much, but I mean, lots of people get killed. Uh, the um, 
the uh, camp counselor, the, the guy running the camp, thinks that uh, Ricky's the killer and almost yeah, beats him to death. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of awkward. Well, the whole movie's kind of awkward. He dragged him in the forest that one time? Yeah, dragged him into the forest. Oh, like, what, are you going to have his way with him? Pretty much tries to beat him to death because he didn't get to have sex with one of the, one of the counselors. Is that the Mostly. one that got it from the back? Yeah, that's the one that got it from the back, and the uh, Meg was hot. Um, that's my kind of girl. She's um, a nice lady. She was a nice lady. Um, she got it in the back through a uh, through a wall in the shower with the butcher knife. Yeah, that was a and, and the dead body was a wax figure. That guy did great work. Yeah, that was pretty good. The effects are pretty good. The effects are great <clears throat> for for as much as they spent on it. They're amazing. Um, and uh, and the counselor gets an arrow through the neck. And uh, the whole time, this kid is trying to make it with Angela. You remember who he was? Remember yes, I do, because you reminded me. And he was in what movie? The Manhattan Project. Yes, indeed. He was in the Manhattan Project, which is a fine, fine film. But John Lithgow. Um, the other one that I found on this, which I thought was funny, was the guy who plays Mike, who's one of the bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Thomas Vandell. He was the VP for Motown International. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, all right. There you go. Um, and the other thing that I find impressive about this movie is, is well, there's many things I find impressive. The other, uh, one of the other things is that uh, they kill four children. Small <laughs> children. Yeah. That, even Friday 13th didn't do that. Friday 13th was sticking to counselors. Jason wasn't out killing kids. And there were four kids who got killed by hatchet. Man, this has to be one of the writers that got kicked off from like Friday the 13th writing crew. Well, and I saw a thing with Robert Henson who made it, and he was like, that was his one regret about the movie. He's like, I probably would have figured out something else to do with the four kids. Like, that seemed like a bit much. Yeah, you know. I loved it. I, like, look, man, you're trying to compete with all this bullshit that's coming out, like Don't Go Into the Woods. Holy shit, is that a bad movie? Or 900 other things... Other things, the burning, which is also very good, but it's it's a Friday Thirteenth ripoff. I think this is better because a lot of other Friday Thirteenth bullshit ripoffs that are coming out. You're trying to set yourself apart, and start start hashing kids. That works out for me. I mean, you got my attention. Yeah, damn straight. Um, and then uh, so this kid Paul keeps trying to make out with Angela, and he's like, seems like a really nice dude, even though he's kind of pushy. That's <laughs> a little rapey. Yeah, it's eighty three. So. Is that um, what y'all were doing back then? Yeah, all the, you know, Revenge of the Nerds. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, the Revenge of the Nerds. If you haven't watched it lately, hinges on a rape. So there's that. <laughs> um, it's a struggle snuggle. Little, little, cr- little cringy. And she's totally into it. It's like, oh, a little off. Anyway, so, um, so here's the spoiler. Um, it turns out Angela is not Angela. Angela is, in fact, Peter. And they come uh, to the beach looking for Angela and um, and the other kid, um, whose name is Paul. And she's naked, and she's cradling Paul's head in her lap. And then they say Angela, and she stands up, and it turns out she was, in fact, cradling Paul's head in her lap. And only his head, because she cut it off. And... She has a big old dong. So, <laughs> I saw Scarlett a thing Johansson about this. Johansson has huge Johansson. <laughs> exactly. And has the most unbelievably insane look on her face. Like, I cannot stress it enough. So, I was the thinking look. about that more. So, you've seen the Harry Potters. Yeah. 
What was it? Uh, was it Goblet of Fire when somebody kept poisoning all those charms? Remember the Indian girl touches it and she's floating outside that bar? It's a similar look. She had that fucking same look. Well, and I found out something more about that look from watching, the, from doing some research. Mm-hmm. Really that was not Felissa Rose. That was, okay, so the original idea was that Felissa was going to wear a strap-on. <laughs> and her mom was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Even if you're covering up her boobs, which they do, we're not doing that. So that was a guy. They made a realistic latex cast of her face. That's it? Really? And got a guy and put it over his face. So that was a mask. It's an amazing mask. It is... I'd have to watch that again. You you can't... I watched it again. You can't tell. It's an amazing mask. See, and that's another reason why I like the movie even more now, because, I mean, it just... It didn't let you down. And for $350,000, I mean, for fuck's sake, it, it is ridiculously well done. I mean, as far as, like... Well, you said the first Friday the 13th was... Uh, 1980. 80, so by, like, 83, they are already three in. Yeah. Right? Uh, me, personally, I'm not a fan of the first Friday the 13th. Don't really care about it. Two's great. Well, two... Remember I kind of told you about some of those movies? Like, two was what I thought was number one yeah. the entire time. And two's great. And I didn't find out how, how it actually was until I right. was, like, damn near an adult. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Uh... But I was kind of liking these more than Friday the 13th a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Especially Particularly first the first one. one. Yeah. Particularly the first one. I, it's, it's, it's a new twist on it. I don't know how to feel about, like I said, about the, tra- about, about the transsexual thing. On the, on the one hand, how many movies are coming out in 1983 or before 1983 that have a transsexual anything in them? Yeah. Other than maybe Dressed to Kill, but... Even I don't think there's any message there. I don't I mean, know. I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I know there's been podcasts about this that I haven't listened to yet, but that are kind of analyzing how this goes. Mm-hmm. Like, on the one hand, you're kind of positing, like, because she saw her dad having sex. That was a weird thing, too. She saw her dad having sex with another dude. That's right. And that's then right, had, like, a right. weird moment that they kind of imply that her and her brother kind of had a thing. Really? Where they're like kind of pointing at each other's genitals right at right after that, like in the bed, like they kind of imply that it's 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 got a weird kind of weird homophobic vibe, but at the same token, you don't have a lot of transgender main characters. Period. In nineteen eighty three, like there's not a lot of that going on. Yeah. And to her credit, not to back up anybody who's you know slaughtering people, but it's not like anybody who she didn't who she killed didn't. Friggin' deserve it. Yeah, they didn't from earn the it somehow. The movie. They're all assholes. Anyway, highly recommended. 350000 The first week in 15 theaters, it took $90,000 in, in How much 15 tickets back goddamn then? theaters. A nickel? Yeah, so a nickel. And we used to tie an onion to our belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> um... The Rotten Tomatoes on this shocked the shit out of me, and I'm so happy about it. Did you look it up? Mm-mm. The Rotten Tomatoes is 77%. Really? That's good. And 60% audience, which is shocking, A, because I can't believe it's that high. I'd give it a strong 80. I would, too. But that the, that the audience is lower than the critics. Fuck I'm the audience. shocked. No, but that's weird. Usually with this kind of thing, it isn't. Right? Okay, which, which I think, unless you want to say anything else about part one... No, I loved it. It was good. I did too. Which brings us to part two. 
Okay, so where do, do you love, go? I do love the English titles. For what? For these movies. Oh, yeah, what the, was it? The British version? What was it for uh, Super Game? Vacation? Yeah, uh, Nightmare Vacation. Nightmare Vacation and Nightmare <laughs> yeah. Vacation too, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> Nightmare Vacation! <laughs> It's like <laughs> Chevy Chase with like <laughs> with, a, with a hockey mask on. Um, It'd just be Randy Quaid. <laughs> pretty much, cause then he's got a chainsaw. Um, okay, so Sleepaway Camp Two. Unhappy Campers. Nineteen eighty-eight. Good year, year of our, our Lord. Lord. Nineteen eighty-eight. And what were you doing in eighty-eight? In nineteen eighty-eight. You were like fifteen was... or sixteen, right? Yeah, I was I was 16 years old, so I was a sophomore in college. Um, Damn, I was four. Trying to uh, trying to hook Joanne Spencer. By the way, Joanne, if you're if you're listening, all right, good times. Dulcher um, from Cranston. <laughs> anyway, uh, directed by Michael A. Simpson, um, who's done this and uh, and Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland, shot simultaneously <laughs> over six weeks, both of them. That is a crazy shooting schedule. What, they the shot first one and the second one? Third, second and third. Second and third. Second and third were shot over six yeah, weeks. Yeah, that explains the fourth one. Yeah, they were shot over six weeks. Jesus. That is friggin' they had a weekend in between the two of them to pre-prep the third one. That is in freaking sane. Okay, so the big <laughs> thing about this one, oh, hey, Michael J. Simpson also, Michael A. Simpson, this is just a personal thing, one of his other few movies was Fast Food, Oh shit! A TNA <laughs> classic about a couple of guys who figure out how to put an aphrodisiac on burgers, um, which uh, damn, I haven't seen that movie. In a long which time. also starred Jim Varney, Oof. and uh, which I had the poster for in my apartment when I was in college. <laughs> Still have that? <laughs> no, no. I've got lots of stories about that apartment. Um, nothing Ooh. survived to speak of. Uh, anyway, even the victims. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's some crazy things about this one. First of all. In case you were under the um, misapprehension that Bruce Springsteen is the only talented person in that family, you've been misinformed because this, this and the third one star as Angela, his little sister, Pamela Springsteen, who is amazing. Way more talented than the boss. Not my boss. Well, no, not my boss either. But hashtag not my boss. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like Springsteen. He's all right. I, One chord playing ass. Uh, Not his band. Glory Days. Glory Days is a badass song. I don't know. He's an undercover pedophile. What? Yeah. I've not heard that. No. Well, tune in um, on the next episode. Our, our attorneys have not signed off on that uh, on that statement. Uh, in Come case find Mr. me. In case Mr. Springsteen's lawyers happen to be listening. Uh, we that that statement was not cleared, and uh, we mean this is satire. Satire. We don't know if he's a petter ass. <laughs> satire. Um. So in 1988, so it's been five years. There's no way they were going to match the ending of the first one. That, that, like, there's there's nowhere to go after that. That's why, I, that's why I like the way the second one started. Well, yeah. Well, and depending on who you ask, if you look at her IMDb page, Felissa Rose said on her IMDb page that she was she was accepted to the Titch School at um, at NYU for acting. And um, and that if she had taken this role as Angela that she would have had to reapply. Okay. Every other source I've seen 
says that she read for it, and they were like, eh, we're really going a different direction with this. You want to get a little more goofy. So you're not really appropriate for it. And boy, did they go a whole hog goofy. Um, but where do you go? I mean... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, By 1988, no. it was kind of played out. Like, this is after Freddy showed up, and he's already being pretty silly. Like, the, <laughs> like, 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 there's nowhere to go but silly after this with, with, with Sleep by Camp. I don't know how you do this in a serious fashion after we already know what the twist is. So, anywho, there's a new camp, Camp New Horizons. And first thing almost immediately is my favorite cheap special effect. Boobs everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So many of them. And I didn't realize this until I researched it on a YouTube thing. Almost everybody's named after a Brat Pack actor. I didn't notice that. The, the, the girl with the boobs is Allie, as in Allie Sheedy. There's a Demi. There's a Mayor, as in Mayor Winningham. There's a, the, the, two, the two pervert kids who keep taking pictures of... Yeah, there's uh, an Estevez that started it, too. Yes, that's why it's funny. The two, the, the, two, uh, the two pervert kids that keep taking nude pictures of all the counselors... Are named Charlie and Emilio. <laughs> That's awesome. Renee Estevez. Again, if you were under the uh, sad impression that the only talented uh, members of the younger members of the Sheen family were uh, Charlie and uh, and Emilio, Renee Estevez plays our final girl, Molly. Is that their sister? Yes, their younger. No sister. way, really. Yep. It's their younger sister. Um. So. The big thing on this one is that it's way, way sillier. Yeah, they get straight to the point. Yeah, well, and Pamela is, or Pamela, I keep calling her Pamela, because she owns the part. I mean, she... Oh, she did. She absolutely commits to it. But Angela, despite what you'd expect, um, well, A, she had sex reassignment surgery. So she's so, legit. So she's legit. And while she was in the, the mental home or whatever they put her in, and now she broke out and she's coming back as a camp counselor which you would think would be the very last place she'd want to be um but here we are yeah until she makes her first kill and you're like oh, okay this is the way this movie's gonna go yeah 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 um but her whole thing is that she wants to make sure everybody has the right sleepaway camp spirit and unfortunately a lot of people don't seem to have the right sleepaway camp spirit yeah, well, she was a bitch yeah, well, I mean, they're running around topless and frolicking all over the forest. Yep, having sex with everybody and all that stuff. So that that's not acceptable. So anytime anybody does anything... Oh, yeah, the first girl gets killed, Phoebe, mm. named after Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Toast. Um, but um, she, uh, she kills... I think the final kill count, this is the highest one, is 18... She kills 18, 18 people? people in that movie. Really? Yeah. But she does them in ridiculous, meta, over-the-top, nonsense style. Um, the most famous one being, of course, when Allie, <clears throat> Sheedy, um, the super slutty girl, gets, uh, gets stabbed in the back and then drowned in an outhouse mm. while being coated in leeches for reasons that remain unexplained. <laughs> With out. the most obnoxious sound effects possible for being drowned in an outhouse. <laughs> um, that was a good scene. It was awesome. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like 
it is not as sleazy and disturbing as the first one because it is utterly ridiculous. And it's supposed to be. It was a good quality of sleaze. But silly sleaze. Like, it's not... The first one feels... They were all perky. The first one (laughs) feels dirtier. The second one feels like it's making fun of, like... It feels like it's making fun of the genre, but also making fun of, like, TNA comedies. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a panty raid, for God's sake. And then they do a <laughs> jockstrap raid afterwards when the girls go after them. Like, who's ever heard of a goddamn jockstrap raid? <laughs> the whole thing's goddamn ridiculous. Um, the uh, the only other actor you're going to recognize probably in this is Walter Gotell, who plays Uncle John Hughes. Um, who was also the uh, British, uh, or not the British, the Russian um, head of the KGB in about nine James Bond movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the, the guy at the end of uh, uh, Free Eyes Only, they taunt. That guy. Um, yeah, so he's the uh, head counselor and was probably a little embarrassed. <coughs> but a lot of fun kills in this one. I like the stoner chicks. Yeah, the stoner chicks get... There's some fun trivia about them, too. Okay, so one of them was underage. Oh. The one that was... Okay, so the one girl, remember that she catches her having sex with the guy? Mm Mm-hmm. And the other girl's passed out? Mm Mm-hmm. The other girl's passed out is underage. Gotcha. That's why they didn't show her getting killed, either, because she wasn't allowed to be on set during the violent set pieces. Interesting. So you just have that... Both of them, by the way, get barbecued, (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) She was the one that was just a skeleton because she wasn't there. <laughs> um, yeah, so they both get barbecued. Um, lots of slaughter in this one. Lots of kind of funny stuff from uh, from 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 uh, from Angela. Uh, one dude gets uh, battery acid thrown in his face. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she kidnaps the one girl who she thinks is a nice girl, and her boyfriend. Yeah. And eventually chops the boyfriend's head off because he's being kind of a dick to her. I mean, obviously for good reasons. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, yeah, throws battery acid in one dude's face. And then the good girl gets free. And they have a whole like chase. And she thinks the good girl's dead because she falls off a uh, cliff. <laughs> and she's not dead. And then cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she 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 ends up in better shape than Janine Turner and Cliffhanger, and then uh, Pamela gets a ride with a woman like a cowboy chick who smokes and swears a lot, so she kills her because <laughs> she smokes and swears a lot. And then kind of uh, the final girl is trying to get a ride and gets a ride from Angela. from Angela. Oh my god! And then the movie just fucking ends. Yeah, we don't know what happened to her. Presumably, she just got a ride home, and that was the end. I, I have no idea if she got killed or not. I would assume, given how Angela had been, I assume point, so. I, I don't, assume so. Well, I mean, she seemed to like her. I don't know. There was, I got a yeah, little. But she bit, did too much. I got a little bit of lesbian subtext there. A mm. little bit. A little bit. I mean, technically, and, would it be lesbian though? Well, I mean, she is. Re- yes, it would be. I mean, if she's fully reassigned. Work? If she's fully reassigned, yes, it's a lesbian. I got a little bit of that. I got a little bit of that going on with that. I don't know if that was intentional. I, I'd like to think it was, but that's part of why she's good. Why Pamela Springsteen is good mm-hmm. is because when she likes, when her character likes the person, she's like a completely different person. Like when she's giving her advice on like how to how to woo uh, her boyfriend. 
<laughs> she's like, oh, no, he's a good guy. And you know, you got to be patient with him and blah, blah. Oh, yeah, thanks for the advice, Angela. Yeah, I mean, you've already drowned somebody in a freaking outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about context, right? <laughs> um, so this and the next one both had a budget of 465000 Well, I would hope so. They were filmed together. Yeah, well, each of them separately had, a, had the same budget. Um, but I couldn't I find out how much it made. I couldn't either. Um, I'm sure it made more than that. <laughs> Did it go to the theaters? Do you remember? No. No, both of these were direct video. Straight to VHS? I think I saw one. Well, Laserdisc? I thought I, I vaguely remember seeing something about this playing in very limited release, the second one. Um, but I'm sure they recouped 465. I'm sure they did. By now? Hmm. Given the resurgence in interest in this, uh, in this franchise, which is weird already, um, I'm sure they've made more than that. Um, well, they even said about the second one that they weren't. It wasn't meant to be a scary movie. No, no. Second and third one aren't. Neither one are. Because what are you going to do? I mean, after the first one, there's not much left. Right? Like, you can't... You've already given away the game. So there's not much twist left. Like, you're just going to kind of go with, with what you got. Um, in fact, one of the things that got me interested in this is uh, they did a joke about a robot chicken. About the first one, a robot chicken. Where they were giving away... Where it was... It was uh, it was giving away twists to movies. <laughs> Come at the end, it's like, oh my God, Angela's the boy. And then they have a guy pop in and go, oh my God, somebody remembered this movie and wrote a comedy <laughs> sketch about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're legit funny. And, and the, the thing that makes them worth watching is, again, they killed kids in this one. Yeah, absolutely. The two pervert assholes got, got wiped. <laughs> and... Pamela Springsteen brings it. I mean, she ain't fucking around. No, hell no. Um, and that brings us to to Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland, or Nightmare Vacation Three. <laughs> if you're in the United Kingdom, yes. If you're in the UK, the Year of Our Lord. Cheerio. 1989. <laughs> Same director, uh, Michael Simpson. Um. This, this one, again, was Pamela Springsteen. Uh, Final Girl is Tracy Griffith, who was also in Fast Food. Um, <laughs> I think this one had the, one of the best openings. I agree. Because I, wasn't, I didn't read anything about the third one, because I jumped right into it after the second one. Yeah. And I was like, well, how the fuck are they going to do a third one? And boy, did they have me with that girl waking up in the third one. I'm like, all right, cool. This and is the And showing up for boobs immediately within the first two minutes. Not bad. Yeah, they were fine. They, and, and the boobs had milkshake uh, tattooed on them, which was super classy. <laughs> but yeah, the way it started off, and then Pamela hops off, <laughs> yeah, off well, that okay. truck. So, so for those who haven't seen it, girl's getting ready to go to camp. She shows off her boobs that had milkshake tattooed on them. I cannot stress that enough. Her mom's a real scumbag. Fucking ridiculous. And her parents are awful. And she goes out the door and immediately gets chased down and creamed by a big old garbage truck. Which I thought it was a dream the entire time. It was no, and this is why I say this is when the movie starts to move into trauma Tromaville. Like this feels <laughs> very trauma to me. This feels like exactly like something would happen in a trauma movie. Like Random truck hit somebody? Yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> Super, and for those listeners who are not familiar with Trauma Studios, that's their whole deal, is random violence, weirdness happening for no reason whatsoever, because that's entertaining to watch somebody get hit by a truck. So, 
She gets hit by a garbage truck, which is, of course, being driven by Angela, once again <laughs> being played by Pamela Springsteen, who then gets rid of the body, takes her stuff, puts on a wig, and takes her place on, um, on a bus headed to the New Horizons <laughs> camp. Now, I could immediately see where this came from, because this was shortly after Friday the 13th Part 5 came out. Jesus. You saw 5, right? Mm, I know. I've seen them all, but I can't remember exactly. What five is the about. one where it's Tommy Jarvis, and he's in a camp for wayward, troubled youth. Okay, vaguely. And this is a camp for wayward, troubled youth. Oh, that's right. These kids have some personality. Yeah. So you got uh, half the kids are rich kids, and half the kids are troubled kids. And the idea is to put them together and make them <laughs> see the other side. He's a Mexican. <laughs> uh, the big the big actor here to keep an eye on is Michael J. Pollard, who's been in R.I.P., sadly, but who was in a bazillion trillion things. Um, he, was an, uh, he was an Oscar nominee. Really? For what? Yes. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Really? Yeah. Um, but he was great and everything. He always played that guy. Michael J. Pollard played that dude in every... You know what I'm talking about, right? Herman? Yeah. Yeah, he played that guy in every movie he was ever in. Kind of like a baby-voiced, weird old dude. <laughs> Even when he was young, he was a baby-faced, weird old dude. And um, and uh, and his wife, Lily, who I can't remember the actress's name, but she all I think of with her is the girl from um, Kentucky Fried Movie when they're doing the fake ad for, uh, for an air, air freshener. And the woman walks in and goes, Ugh! Is that a cow shit in here? <laughs> she seems exactly like her. Um, but they're trying to do this thing. So one girl gets killed right off the bat with a garbage truck. There's a reporter at the um, scene of the camp who's doing a story on it who asks uh, Angela for Coke. <laughs> to which she says there's a machine <laughs> into the mess hall. <laughs> <laughs> but she means, of course, cocaine. So she gives her a bunch of cleaning products. Saying <laughs> they're like cocaine. Ajax? Yeah. Or knockoff Ajax? Ajax? Yeah. She's going to knock off Ajax, and she snorts that and dies. Um, <laughs> and nobody asks any questions about a local newspaper, a local TV reporter. That, in her how did car, you get your fucking vet in the middle of the somewhere forest? Somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the forest in her Corvette, dead. But a clean Corvette, too. There's a whole lot of weirdness about that. Anyway, nobody cared. One thing I learned about this, again, doing research, is that a lot of the kills in this movie were severely cut back. Most of them were much, much, much gorier. Yeah, yeah, this was like the bloodiest one. Well, but it wasn't, because I had to cut a bunch of them. Hmm. So, like, um, one of the weakest kills in this was actually one of the best kills if you watch the original footage, because I saw some of the deleted scenes. Anyway, so they split them up into three camps. The kids. Um, and Angela is posing as Samantha. Mm-hmm. Dead, look, yeah, dead uh, doppelganger. For oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to which I mean not at like all. Her. She looks nothing <laughs> like her. Which is weird since one of the counselors is a cop who was involved apparently in the original movie and is... No, his um, dad is arrested. His dad arrested her. Yeah, his dad is one of the ones that arrested her. Yeah. The dad of the cop or the dad of, the, of Sean? I thought it was Sean's dad that had arrested her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Okay, so it's a guy who had arrested her. 
is one of the counselors at the camp. Yes. And somehow... Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. No, because I thought about that, and I was like, but then and again, she had the surgery. did not recognize her, despite the fact that she's wearing a super obvious wig. So they split it into different camps. Um, Angela is put in the camp with the... Um, with Michael J. Pollard and the super slutty, uh, the super slutty girl, <laughs> and um, the kid who keeps um, who keeps spray paint tagging everything, named Snowboy. <laughs> Snowball. Oh, Snowboy! I thought it was. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Snowboy. <laughs> yeah, Snowball. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, man. And that's the clerk's reference for those of you not paying attention. <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, they, I can't remember his name, but the kid who um, who puts firecrackers in fucking everything. But anyway, they have a bunch of in-jokes here where, like, she goes fishing with Snowboy and, and the pyro kid and catches the uh, Jason mask hmm. that she used in the second movie. <laughs> um, but uh, Michael J. Pollard... Um, He's getting some action. He's getting one. some action with with the hot slutty girl, which um, is is offensive not only because you know it's sexist, but also because you have to picture Michael J. Pollard having sex with that <laughs> somebody. Um, both of them get killed um, in kind of lame fashion, honestly, by getting beat up with with a stick. Yeah, I didn't, that's the only one I didn't like. Yeah, like oh, that's a pretty him. rough stick. She just beat him up with a stick. Um, killed him with a stick. Throw them in a, she throws them in a, in a tent. Okay, so the other ones come back. They fall asleep in different tents after being kind of dicks about everything. Like, they keep trying to scare her with, uh, with, with the uh, firecrackers. <laughs> Snowboy keeps tagging everything. The firecracker guy, this is one of my favorite kills in the whole movie, in any of the movies, is when she, <laughs> she shoves firecrackers up his nose while he's sleeping and blows his face off, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> And then Snowboy sees it and freaks out, and she knocks him out, throws all the bodies in a tent, and burns everyone. <laughs> Snowboy's still alive, briefly. Um, Is this the one where she murdered a lot of people in that little cabin, deserted cabin-ish? Well, thing? she did that in the second one. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were already dead. The one girl got garroted with a guitar wire. But she had them, like, posted up, right? Like, yeah, yeah, she had them all sitting there. She did that in the second and the third one. Um, and then... Um, she goes to the next camp, which is run by Lily, the wife, and says that Herman, Michael J. Pollard, said to send her over there and to switch with the unfortunately named Arab, um, who is the uh, who is the Asian girl, who is very hot and is, for people who are into horror movies, and for me, is perhaps better known as being the super hot Asian girl in Night of the Demons. Hmm. Which is also, have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, she's the girl that's having sex in the coffin gets her neck snapped. Hmm. And she's smoking. Anyway, she gets her head chopped off in pretty pretty rapid fashion. Um, which, again, was originally a way gorier scene. Um, she cuts it off and kicks it. Um, <laughs> not, not, not to dwell too much on the plot, because there isn't really that much. Anyway, she wipes out a bunch of the people in the, in the, in the second camp. The two to make note of are the super racist rich girl. Yeah, I remember that one. Who she, who, they're doing a trust exercise. 
the rich girl is, is blindfolded and she runs up a flagpole and drops her like 30 feet on her head into the ground. And Just the original splat. footage is super splatty. Like there's brain everywhere, but they cut it, which sucks. And Lily, the wife, who she tricks into falling into a trash pit and then runs over her head with a lawnmower, which is pretty awesome. And then the other college kid, she pulls his arms off, which is also kind of fun because he's into bondage. So she bonds him and then pulls his arms off with a, with a G. <laughs> um, then she uh, tricks the cop and the final girl into following her to the main part of the camp. This is the last um, bunch of uh, campers. Mm-hmm. And she shoots the cop, which is a little disappointing. I was kind of hoping there'd be a little more of a standoff <laughs> there. Yeah. Final girl gets away. Oh, she kidnaps her and puts her in the in the cabin again. Yeah. And then final girl has already had some tender moments with the Latino gang member kid who it seems like he's he's lying about the gang thing until it turns out he's serious. Like, <laughs> feels like, no, I'm totally in the gang. Um, the super incredibly stereotyped black kid she kills by... Uh, Staking his hand down with a tent stake and then staking the rest of him down with a bunch of more tent stakes. Yeah, that's a little off. After, doing, after giving him a tape with the most awkward rap you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> and then, this is what I love about the third one. She says that the final girl and the boyfriend can leave. She's like, I'll let you live. Because you guys seem like a cute couple. <laughs> and she leaves. And all they had to do was sit there. But they don't do that. So they follow her and finally stab her a bunch of times, yep. which you'd think somebody would have done this earlier. <laughs> and those two live, and then she gets taken away in an ambulance, but she's still alive. And this is one of the other <laughs> things that I kind of enjoyed. That both the guys in the ambulance are like, eh, we should just go ahead and kill her since she's been killing a bazillion people through these movies. And um, they don't, and then she takes them both out. <laughs> Well, she takes a wheel in the back because the driver's like, hey, what's going on back there? Just taking care of business. Just taking care of business. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's that. Now, there were two more made. This one, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes is not so great. Um, it's like 14, right? Which, it should be, it's not great, but it should be higher than that. Mm-hmm. I'd give it, I'd give it at least a, like 30, 35. It's entertaining. It's not boring. Like, the worst thing a movie can be to me is boring. Like, if you're watching it, like, I don't want to watch it anymore. I, Man, this I was put not it in boring. the 70s. I was entertained by this movie. I, I think they're all entertaining. But this is the worst of the three, for my money. Hmm. Um, but uh, it's a 1430 um, on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, it, none of these are bad in terms of entertainment value. They're not going to win Oscars, obviously. <laughs> But if you want to watch something that's going to keep you entertained and, like, engaged and it's kind of funny and, and fun to watch, two and three are hilarious. And the first one's a legit, got a legit niche. Like, there's not a lot of movies like it. I agree. It's kind of its own unique thing. There's two more of these movies. <laughs> Part four, The Survivor, is not available anywhere that I can find it. Mm-hmm. It was apparently shot in 1992, most of it, and then finished 20 years later. <laughs> With archive footage. Most of it is archive footage, from what I understand. 
from what I've read, the whole premise is that it's a girl who's traumatized about the murders, and she goes um, back to Camp Arawak and sees all kinds of has all kinds of flashbacks, hence the archived footage. <laughs> and it turns out that she is in fact Angela, and had completely gotten amnesia about everything that happened in the first, in the last two movies. Coincidence. Weird. Um, and then Return to Sleepaway Camp, which I really want to see and I can't find, is kind of like the David Gordon Green Halloween, where it's a direct sequel to the first movie. Hmm. And it's got most. It's got a lot of cast members from the first movie. Um, like a lot of the original counselor, not only Felicia Rose, but like the counselor who survived, who found her on the beach. He's in it. Um, the Steve Perry knockoff. Uh, Ricky's in it. Like there, there's a bunch of the original actors in it, um, and it has the original director. One of the only two movies he's made. I can't find that anywhere either. But I really want to see it because it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I read this plot synopsis. If you want to know, but apparently, like there's more murders, and they call the sheriff. And by the end, it turns out the sheriff is Angela. Jesus. Um, which is kind of fun. That's an interesting idea. Anyway, I think we can agree we'd recommend all of these. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed them. I mean, I think they go in order as well. First is the good one. Second is the second good one. Third is good. I would agree. Um, the first one's borderline a classic, just not only because of, of the ending. Not even just the score in that movie is insane. That is your typical slasher. Yeah, but dude, the first, the first five minutes are just like static shots of a sum, of a summer camp with like super loud horns and strings. <laughs> like there's crazy shit going on, but it's just like, like sleepaway camp, and it just keeps doing that with nothing happening. <laughs> like what? But the whole like seeing kids swear a lot is kind of fun to watch in that one. Um, <laughs> It's got a very Bad News Bears, the original vibe to it. Like, the whole thing where they get the kid to, like, plop his head into another kid's bare ass at one <laughs> point. Like, you don't see that shit now. Couldn't That's get, not going to happen. get away with it now. No! You can't get away with 90% of that movie now. But that's what I was saying about the early 80s. That, that shit flew then. Maybe it shouldn't, but it did. Yep, and then we just covered it. There you go. One through three. Um. Yeah. Well, how about uh, we go ahead and drop our our next? Uh, well, are we agreed on this with with uh, with Cannibal? Hmm. Cannibal. Are we doing Human Centipede? I mean, either one. I'm, doesn't matter. I thought we we're doing hum, Human Centipede. Either one. Okay. So next up, <sighs> Human Centipede. Yes. Uh, so enjoy that, uh, you know, for those of you who I know who I are, will. Oh, uh, yeah, no, who wouldn't? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all three of those movies. Yeah, and, well, and, and get the kids involved, because, you know, this is the kind of thing they're going to enjoy. Um, yeah, so we'll be doing <laughs> all three lovely human centipede movies, um, and then we'll get on something a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it easy on you. Uh, but, yeah, greatly enjoy those. Um I think we both recommend all the Sleepaway Camp movies, at least the first three. 
And based on those, I would guess the other two. Like the fourth one, I'm sure is dumb, but at least entertaining. I would watch it just, 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 just for completion. And mm-hmm. and I, I bet Return is great. I, yeah. I I really want to see it. I just can't find anywhere. Um, but yeah, particularly the first one, it's like a piece of weird archival horror history. You should really watch it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Right on. Well, then we'll be back, uh, say, two weeks. We'll do our best hit two weeks. I promise. I, I know I keep saying Aren't this. you about to go on vacation? I'm going on vacation uh, again, two weeks. Actually. Um, we should knock we it can, out before then. We, we can knock it out before that. We, yeah, we, yeah. we can record for that. But, um, yeah, uh, two weeks or thereabouts. And, um, yeah, human centipede. So, woo! Fun times. Get the kids. All right. Well, then, this is the Series Run Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Series Run Podcast. And now on Spotify. Yes. Hey! We are on Spotify. We are on Anchor, Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast, we are on there now. Hey, so. sponsors, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, I'd be happy to work with you. <laughs> like, uh, booze, it's what's for dinner. Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, then, we will see you all soon with the... Uh, Human centipede. The humanist of centipede.